Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Deeper Current podcast. I am your host, Hannah Ruth Dyson, founder of Soul Sea Gathering, a research project mapping the deep feminine and earth-based cultures across the world, past and present. And for women who want to change the world, a project that is here just to support all those looking to work and create and live in flow, working through change, through seasons and taking an idea all the way through to completion to keep moving and rising and growing and evolving and shape-shifting. And yes, this podcast is my personal diary exploration of how that all looks behind the scenes of soul seed gathering and then for women who want to change the world what it looks like in person to uh, live this way (laughs) and wow I'm yeah if you've been listening to the last few episodes you know uh, the last um, month or so I haven't been sleeping full nights and I've been up in deep visions, dreams, meditations, chanting, like voices moving through me and just in this deeply humbled, surrendered state. And I'm just, yeah, here along for the ride, um, taking in so much information and wisdom and just really witnessing how um, layered I had become before this in terms of um, being connected, but not you know, slowing down to listen this um, intently. And now I'm really being forced into it. So it's still a journey. It's still very much full on. And I'm just going to share my last few days because, wow, I feel like I've been a little bit all over the place. I, I think two nights ago, I, I had this really, um, well, I woke up and I, I could feel this tension at the back of my head. And this is something that I felt like, wow, I've had this, you know, also for a long time. And this is connected to my jaw. If you've heard me, like that's been my sort of um, my thing since I've been 16. I've had this tension in my jaw, like a lot of women and friends who've been confiding in me since this, like that they too have have this um sort of TMJ or like tension in the jaw and I sort of really um, came to my attention this last month because I I had these intense earaches and I realized it was very much connected to my jaw and then two nights ago I realized wow it's actually also at the back of my head and I've had this um, it's like a deep it's like a knot that's been there for a long time And so I was like, you know, moving, shaking, just intuitively making sounds, um, just really trying to soften and release it. And eventually I felt like I had done yeah, quite a lot and it had gone to a certain place where I could go back to sleep. So I went back to sleep and wow, I had, I just dropped right into the super lucid dream on the felt like the astral plane because I felt like I was sitting with someone in my life and I was able to communicate something that maybe I wouldn't be brave enough to communicate uh yeah in real life but um here in this space I was and at first they were um kind of avoiding what I was kind of confronting them with they were resisting it um they were very much scared about 
like what others might think and I could just see you know their own fear and their own stuff come up and then like something switched and they like apologized and like held me and wow I was so deep I woke up suddenly sobbing and my whole body was shaking and I realized this was like um, you know, part of the emotional wounding I'd had since I was, you know, 15 or younger. And it was so deeply buried. Like I kind of knew um, it was something around this, but I, I just didn't know like how deep it went and how much it had actually affected me. You know, um, it's become a lot more I guess, popular to talk about trauma or understand like what trauma is. And I'm glad that the conversations opened up like because, you know, in the past we've always believed trauma is, it has to be this very like intense, full on like, you know, rape, abuse, like just something that's very, um, yeah, big. And, and if we haven't had that, then we often don't feel worthy of our trauma of what has caused us pain. But the truth is we've all experienced trauma and it can all, um, it can be of varying degrees, but it can impact us the same level. At least that's what I understand from psychologists and uh, neuroscientists and people who are exploring this work. Um, and this is very much how I felt, but I think I've just, I developed this sense of optimism and seeing the best in people. And um, the problem with that is, we bury the, the parts of us that were hurt and um, we're not honest with that kind of stuff. So I'd really buried this really deep. And so I was just like shocked that I had come out of my dream just full on sobbing and yeah, like body shaking, crying. And yeah, it was such a release. And the interesting thing was, I mean, I think I should now I look back and I was like, wow, okay. If I was going to redo it now, I would spend the whole morning integrating that experience, like like taking my time, being really easy with myself. Um, you know, I'm just in this constant state of being tired and very sensitive, like in the days because I'm not sleeping full night. So um, that's what I should have done. But I was really um, into my work. I've been in an incredible flow state with the Soul Seed House and just like full on back to it and just so excited so energized it's so like I have so much to add to it so I'm all the time in this dance of like not feeling like I'm doing enough and I have the whole vision of it I know where it's gonna go but it's like this constant like ah, I just have to keep going right and it's less sexy and as exciting as the beginning stages of building a project where you're like all the ideas and you're just you know putting it out there like I could live forever I think with new ideas and just putting it out there and then like letting it go and moving on to the next thing and it's really taking a lot for me to move if you've heard my work you know move into that west part of the wheel and really um stand strong with the structure and form and just like incrementally add to it now bit by bit day by day it's this adding to adding to adding to um and so I just went straight into that um in the morning and uh was just like kind of do 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 but like in this kind of wired um you know when you go and pass the point of just being so tired you're just like in this kind of 
wired state and yeah I kind of went through the day like that and by the evening I was like putting my son to sleep and he like he eventually um was fast asleep and I had just been still doing notes and and start organizing stuff on my laptop um just a quick side note here anyone who loves like organization apps and is into that kind of stuff I for a long time I've loved Evernote which has been my library like my personal library and it's been such an incredible app but I've been trying to figure out how to um organize it better and also integrate it into like um you know, for future teams to like be able to delegate different tasks. And I've played around with different apps like Asana, which is like a sort of um, task map, uh, like a task sort of scheduling thing. And then also Trello and, you know, a few other things, especially when I was built, began building the Soul Seed House. I was like, I really need to have a really strong, <laughs> organized database offline and like in a personal app not just everything on this website because as I know in the past things can happen to websites and I don't <laughs> I definitely don't want to lose you know years of work um that's just been in one place so yeah I've been looking at different things and we just discovered this app called Notion <laughs> it's already transforming my life it's made me so much more energized and inspired it's like uh, just a really nice way to organize your notes and there's a bit of a learning curve like it takes a while to kind of get into it and like set it up there's a lot of videos you can watch um on youtube of people who share their kind of really incredibly organized um stuff but yeah i'm so far i'm just like loving it as a new as a new sort of application to organize notes it's just yeah i'm suddenly able to plan and vision and put ideas into into sort of um the right format and so on but yes anyway I was doing I was organizing that and is in the process of transferring some notes and stuff like that and then I was like god oh, the, the sun's going down I really want to go and make some food I want to go and like um, pick some herbs from the garden before the sun goes completely down so I take my laptop and it's funny, like it, like that exact day, like earlier in the day, I remember like, wow, I really love this laptop. I've had it for six years, but I really love it. And I was like, just, I remember saying to myself like, yeah, I could just have this for years to come. I'm like, this is one thing that I don't feel like I need to upgrade or, you know, anything like it's, it works really well for me. Um, so anyway, that was, a that was a note to myself and, and then I was like, okay, my son's gone to sleep. I, I better put it up on the high shelf because sometimes he wakes up and he'll definitely, it's the kind of thing he'll try and pick up and play with. So I put it on my high shelf and I had this moment where I was like, okay, push it further back because, you know, you don't want it on the edge. And it was, yeah, it was just so interesting. It's like these moments where you're like it's nearly like it's a premonition it's like something like the it felt like the laptop was alive and it wanted to move and I was like a bit confused but I was like no you're going further back um anyway I go down I make this really beautiful dinner we have like a really nice evening and then as I come back upstairs I find my laptop on the floor concrete floor 
and of course it's smashed and I'm just just honestly a bit in shock like what how did that happen and what like it just didn't I've you know I put I put my laptop in the same place every single day it's just it felt so strange and I was like okay what can I do um grateful to have my my husband who's just you know understands a lot about electronics and stuff so he was trying like a hundred different things just like you know trying to access my hard drive my stuff like there's no way the laptop's turning on and you know it's just we live in a place where (laughs) it's not easy to buy electronics at any time and especially during this lockdown like usually we try and like if we're not going um on a trip then we try and like connect with a friend in the community or someone we know who's visiting and try and bring like always get some like get them to bring something for us it's like just a normal thing because it's like you know it's quite a trip to to leave this jungle and get anywhere and I mean anything that you buy sort of from um major brands in Costa Rica is already like it's so much cheaper if you can buy it directly from you know the US or Europe because (laughs) um like Costa Rica puts on a really high tax and like a really it's just like you end up putting you're spending so much more money uh, so anyway I was just like oh no what am I gonna do and it's so funny because just earlier that day as well I announced had this very strong like feeling all of a sudden I was like I need to get off social media I don't know what it is I'm just needing I'm in this sensitive like space and my head is like kind of exploding with all the the work that I'm doing for Soul Seed House and and Soul Seed Gathering in general and um I need to just put all my energy there. And so <laughs> I put this announcement out that I'm not going to be on social media and uh, that, you know, that I'm just going to be working on the Soul Seed House. And then my laptop breaks and I'm like, okay, now it's not going to be as easy to be, you know, getting the work that I need to do. Like my husband has a backup laptop, so I might be able to use that, even though it's like, uh, a little bit erratic like it's not fully reliable but I might be able to I think I'll be able to get enough done just to I don't know keep up with the monthly leans and the the send outs that I do for it but uh yeah all in all I was just like wow I can't believe this has just happened and in also this really surreal way just very much in a surrendered state and I immediately I was like okay this has happened um I'm just not someone to I just in the past when I was younger sometimes I would spiral and I would feel shame and I'd feel just like heaviness and I'd be like no like just this horrible feeling and at this point I'm just like okay this is now the reality this has happened okay what next and so I started looking at laptops and it's funny like Apple's just released a new Mac and they include like uh, Final Cut Pro, which is like video editing software on it. I was like, huh, interesting. Maybe I am meant to get a more high, higher powered laptop that can handle video editing because you really need like a big um, drive, like memory drive and like power and so on just to be able to keep up with the amount of energy that video editing takes. And 
it's just something I've known ever since I worked in film in London that I was going to come back to it. And I've been very much interested over the last few years of just always working with videographers. And I still for sure will because I'm not like a, like a videographer um, by trade, but to definitely being able to just do simple editing and be able to get in and like just um, work with the material that we also have that I've also just been like kind of hoping for the universe for someone to show up who loves video editing to help me out. But um, I was like, okay, maybe this is all leading me into this. Like I just made this decision <laughs> that I wasn't, um, yeah, that I wasn't going to get a new laptop for a while, while and then universe was like no 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 you need to actually have a better laptop I don't know like maybe this is going to be the gift and maybe I'm just going to start getting in like some of these grants I've applied for and the you know I'll be able to start having like a really good regular income with Saucy Gathering and I can like invest into a new laptop um I just try to see all of the possibilities and it just reminds me, it's like, it reminds me of the last time <laughs> I really had the rug pulled out from underneath my feet, that moment of like, oh shit, like I had, so I, interesting, I like my journey to get to Costa Rica for the first time was kind of, I was living in Vancouver and I was meant to stay for another year and then really interestingly like they like a, a glitch happened in their system and they were saying like I had already the confirmed um you know uh what is visa to stay another year in Vancouver and then all of a sudden they were like oh no um you need to leave the country and it'll take six months for us to like reprocess and then you can come and do your second year so I was like what like I just like you know I fully in my my life's plan I was just staying you know ongoing in Vancouver um, but all of a sudden I had to leave and I was back home in my home country of Wales and just every part of my being knew I wasn't meant to be there I was just well I enjoyed the the few months that I was but I knew long term I couldn't wait six months like I was in such a process of self-discovery and transformation and metamorphosis and so on. And so I just felt like very much like I need to, uh, you know, get out of here. I need to travel. I need to just keep moving because somehow being in my hometown and not knowing yet like who I was in this new energy or this new space, I was like, it's just it's just a bit too much and you just have that strong feeling so I was like okay I need to figure it out and then a friend reached out to me she's like I had been offered this um yoga teaching job for this private island in Belize and um I had taught at the studio that she taught at in, in Whistler and she was like I I can't do it do you want to do it instead I was like yes <laughs> And uh, I had like just enough money. I mean, I like, you know, spent all my money to get home to Wales. And I was like, okay, saved up a bit of money just to be able to have a one-way flight to Belize. I was like, I'm just, you know, going to travel. I had like loosely set up potentially something in Guatemala afterwards. So I was like, okay, I have this month in Belize for this private island. Um, it was like three or four back-to-back -back retreats on this island. And then I would, you know, figure it out. I was going to go to Guatemala. And this, when I got to Belize, it was like, I mean, really beautiful. 
um, you know, one of those just archetypal tropical islands and just super beautiful. But I <laughs> realized through that month, I was like, yeah, it's just, I don't really want to be in paradise without people that I love. Like just, you know, and I thought this was maybe a dream, like, oh, this like sounds like a fantasy, being a yoga teacher on a private island in Belize and, you know, beautiful golden sands and snorkeling. Um, but it was, <laughs> it was not my dream. It was not the thing that I felt like I was really here to do on earth. Um, and I really wanted to share more about what I was really interested in researching, you know, all the things I talk about here. I was just beginning back then. Um, and so, yeah, it was a beautiful thing to tick off in terms of like reality check. Okay, you've, you've, you've figured out that this isn't your dream. Um, but anyway, I met some really incredible people on that island and I ended up earning quite well cash in hand. Like I earned a lot of cash. And that's an interesting thing when you're traveling. You don't really want to travel through... Uh, like with a backpack, um, with a lot of cash. But I just just became really like kind of strong with it. Like I'm going to hide it all over the place, you know, split it up and just um, really pay attention. And I was like on high alert because I had, you know, <laughs> this laptop that just smashed. I had that with me and it was the first time I was kind of traveling and I was like, this is a different type of traveling now. Like I'm maturing in the sense of I've done that free spirited backpacking and, you know, just sleeping wherever, like in vans or cars or buses and just um, meeting people and just kind of going wherever. This is more like I'm working and I'm just traveling between like different work spots and I need my laptop because I'm building something here and I'm just going to, you know, and take more care and so I got off this island and there was a staff house for people who worked for this company to stay at and I there was a really weird vibe in this town it was like meant to be the cultural center of Belize but it was just very um it felt very intense the energy like all the locals had like barbed wire fences all the dogs were super angry like you felt like one was going to bite you at any time like they'd all been trained to be aggressive and there was like a huge level of distrust between everyone it just felt like really high tension and um just yeah very aware that we're outsiders coming in but everyone else in the staff house were very laid back and relaxed like no it's all cool and I was the only one a little bit on edge like I don't feel that safe with my stuff and so I was um yeah really conscious of my things and of course like I said I had my laptop and my all this cash and I mean I'm sure everyone like everyone else there had a bunch of stuff as well but um anyway interestingly enough I was like so alert so on it um I was the only one in that house I think there were like six or more of us and everyone had their stuff stolen apart from me <laughs> and that was I think really just because I was like on high alert and um, interesting anyway so then I carried on traveling across Belize into Guatemala um, a really fun trip and then I got to the yoga forest and um, really you know 
really liked having a new home there for a while. And I, you know, I spent like two and a half, I think two and a half months there. And it was really until like, I, you know, I had such a good time. It's like a beautiful place in Lake Atatlan, incredible views, just this magical place. And while I'd heard that there were like, you know, there could be robberies or theft like in the area. And, but I just, especially by the time we got to the final last few days there, I already knew, um, by the end of that time that I was going to go to Costa Rica, it was like very clear, all the signs. I was like just feeling the magic of it. And just, I was like, I don't know how Costa Rica is going to work financially because just like with the the income that you get um, as a yoga teacher and the living costs, it doesn't quite seem to uh, equal out. But I was like, I have this deep trust. This is where I'm meant to go. I actually had a job lined up in Mexico, Oaxaca, and it was so clear that I was going there and then everything felt like it was nudging me in the other direction. Um, especially meeting the love of my life, but not quite realizing it. But I think my my spirit, my soul, my guides, whatever was leading me there anyway. So it was very strong. Um, so it was the last few nights. It was like, I, and I totally relaxed. I'd had, I like, like I shared, I'd been so alert with my money. I'd ha- always had it hidden in multiple places, and just was really conscious of it. And I totally remember those last few days. I just totally relaxed. And it's not like the money was just like out in the open, but it wasn't like deeply hidden. And anyway, that one night, I and I had also heard a few nights before that the owner of, of the retreat center, she had to let go of half her staff because she was going into low season. She just can't afford to keep up with the all the staff and I I could feel people's vulnerability and I should I really should have been more attuned I think to like people being a bit desperate there like you know just trying to survive like support their families and and so on it's not easy and um but anyway I was going out this one night and I just had this strong feeling to bring my laptop with me um, which was a bit strange but I was like I'm just gonna bring it um and then that night was the night that uh, we had all of our stuff stolen and me and this, my roommate. And so it was like all the cash, like a camera, a bunch of crystals and like stones and like my hiking boots. I think some of my underwear. It was just like a lot of stuff. And I was like, wow, I felt very vulnerable. I was like, this is like the money that I was planning to like help me you know, transition to being in Costa Rica. Like, um, it was like a lot to me at the time. And I, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, now I feel even more vulnerable going to Costa Rica. But it was interesting. Again, I had this moment where, you know, I just came to peace with it. I was like, this has happened now. Okay, what is my next steps? And I had this, yeah, very surreal sense of like, okay, this is guiding me something. It's pushing me out of my comfort zone. And now I look back and it was like, yes, because that moment meant that as soon as I arrived in Costa Rica, I was like, I need to figure this out. And it pushed me into um, like really going for starting to share like um, 
sort of this this concept of working with the medicine with the wheel of life and the seasons and then also like interweaving like this research of the deep feminine um connecting to ceremony and ritual and all these things these were really beautiful immersions that I started doing once a month and well I think I did maybe I had like four or five of them that I did um and it was like six days long and yeah, I can't remember what I charged, but I remember my husband being like, you know, we had just like been connecting. We hadn't really um, fully become a thing yet. But I remember, yeah, letting him like just sharing, this is what I was working on. This was what I was going to do. Everything was just coming through really clearly, intuitively. Like I hadn't really decided the price. It just felt like this is what it is. This is what the value is. And he was like, well, people just don't really pay that here like no one really um has that you know people have that money but they just don't spend it on stuff like that and it's funny um because he's he is in many ways right like this place is not easy um in terms of you know people who live here like getting them like you know to commit to these kind of offerings or i don't know of course there's a lot of beautiful people with beautiful teachings and stuff to share and it, it's always, I think, a little bit of an uh, uh, interesting thing here. You just don't know if people are going to show up or, or um, pay the value, you know. But, yeah, it was like magic. I had six, like six women each time, and that was the number that I knew in my mind I was meant to have, and it was like just enough money to keep me going, um, living there, and it just felt like all of this redirection and then of course I fell in love and it was just such a magical time in my life and I really do see that like that moment in Guatemala was like kind of shook me awake and it's like you can't just relax you can't just like you know expect things to happen to you you need to show up and really um shift gears and um yeah put your your work into the world begin sharing more and so <laughs> when this happened uh last night my, my laptop breaking I was like I mean of course just first of all like no and I was just thinking oh just thinking about all the notes which I stupidly had not yet saved onto Evernote or Notion or like anywhere else they're just on my laptop notes and so I was like no, you know, like that was a lot of work. But anyway, just releasing it, making peace. It's like maybe there's a reason. <laughs> maybe I'll come back to it and have even, you know, more energy in the right time. Ah, just trusting, okay, the redirect. And then through the surrender, I was like, wow, I'm starting to get excited. Like I feel like myself waking up and just being like, okay, <laughs> this is your new reality. You need to figure this out. It's kind of like treating it like a game, like, okay, this is a new, um, you know, hiccup in the game, but it's like a new challenge. And it's like making me get creative and think about, okay, how, you know, will I bring in, you know, this amount for the laptop that would be ideal to get? How would I get it? Um, and just then thinking about all the things I could do with this like new higher powered laptop, like I said, with video editing, I was like, huh, okay, this is just shifting me into um, something else and 
And I was like, okay, wow, maybe this is also asking me to slow down. You know, I'm in this deep, sensitive space each night in my dreams and uh, meditation and ceremony, ceremonial work. And maybe this is all part of my redirection. <laughs> and so, well, I'm still paying attention. I'm still... Um, yeah, just <laughs> trying to work with whatever it is, right? This is the kind of philosophy of working in flow and working with the universe, with life, with whatever shows up and just being called to, you know, rise to the occasion and being tested right now. But uh, yeah, that's so... <laughs> This morning I didn't have a laptop and my husband's like, yeah, I need to clear some stuff off my old laptop. And so while he did that, like morning's always the time when I get stuff done. I, instead of what I would normally do, which is go, you know, well, meditate and then go straight away onto my laptop. I went down into our land, the place where I can see we're meant to have um, ceremony and um, yeah, build a beautiful like womb-like space. And I was like, okay, maybe I should just clear this area. Um, I got my machete and I just went and sat in deep meditation and just wanted to speak to the plants, wanted to connect to the land and just ask permission and just feel really like you know, I'm doing this in ceremony. I really want to take each step with intention and just clarity and really feeling like the land, I'm working with the land and, and its energies as well. I'm not just, you know, stomping in and chopping everything down. <laughs> the beautiful thing about this little piece was kind of already had um, a bit of a clearing, like it hadn't fully grown in. Like some places the jungle gets really dense here. It was not that dense so it was kind of inviting and so I sat down and I started just uh, moving and then these voices started come through me and I was like started crying because it was so beautiful and it just was not me it was just like actually um, felt like a grandfather voice like an old um, voice of the land and oh, I loved after last week's episode I shared hearing like the grandmother voice and, and channeling some of these sounds and swan and my mom contacted me afterwards like I hear those voices as well I feel like it's her sort of Slavic European East European Germanic ancestry where you know there were these lineages of healers and witches and and wise women and men who um, had to go into hiding because you know it became uh, colonized it became yeah, it wasn't safe. And the, of course, later on, there were also the witch hunts and just many, many hundreds of years of attack on these folk ways, these land earth based ways. And wow, I just got full body chills when I when I heard her say like, yeah, I hear those voices too. I was like, wow, like tapping into these ancestral voices and just, uh, oh, I'm so in awe. Um, but this morning, yeah, it was like, grandfather voice but so wow so strong and beautiful and just like whoa um again I was just in awe and I like as I was chanting and these sounds were coming out I opened my eyes and there was this dragonfly like hovering right in front of my face and then the next second it lands on my nose and I'm continue to chant and it just sits there 
And I was just, <laughs> just like, wow, what is this magic? Like, I felt like I was in, you know, in communication with this dragonfly and just, yeah, this really special moment. And then I felt the blessings and I felt the connection. And I just started clearing the land is also very therapeutic um it's very therapeutic to use a machete and clear and cut um away old things like old things you can feel like you're moving through that energy within yourself and um yeah really beautiful clearing this this little space and um the river is just on the other side and right now it's like turquoise it's like super clear um and beautiful and as I was clearing I just got these very clear visions of this really feminine space with like flower baths and just um really nurturing beautiful like sister and motherly energy just ah oh, coming together and um as I shared in previous episodes you know I had for a while like this weekly women's circle and then it was a, also with sharing cacao and it was just oh, such beautiful heart medicine and love that week in week out just dropping into this vulnerable space and opening up through song and and movement and just oh, it was such an incredible journey and so I was very you know kind of disorientated for a while when I felt like it wasn't really what I was meant to be doing anymore and so I was like wow but this feels like such a gift that I am able to hold space and I just love you know being in this um, learning space together the sharing space together we drop in as equals and um, of the earth you know it's just it helps anchor in space and time so much can happen within a week and just coming into this community space and meeting new people all the time also through it was just incredible journey and now I'm like oh okay I'm get to do this in a deeper way and like really get into the deeper healing and um how beautiful as well just and also just with this um with this love right with this just uh, coming together and feeling the support as well like we're all in it right we're all in our own healing personally and collectively there's a lot of work to do we know how many injustices how much ugly stuff is in the world and how much like we're here to play a part in changing all of that at this time and it's really you know this uh, pressure for the future generations like we need to show up for the earth for one another we need to figure out new social um like ways of being here in community and um organizing ourselves and yeah working in relationship with all things being able to share offerings to be in right exchange with again with all things so yeah beautiful to come into these deep healing spaces and just knowing that it's always going to be there um i think i'll hold them probably once a month and just yeah having an offering again where i can support myself but also anyone else who feels called to that space feels really special I was asking myself a lot like what can I do at this time for this community like really you know I'm here like people outsiders aren't coming in like what can I do more here and this feels very much from like my heart my soul my spirit my gifts my um my abilities and and just like wow ever since this journey just sharing like pieces of it with people um 
just feeling like the immediate response of like, yes, I'll be there. Like, this is what I've been calling for. Like, so many people just wanting this kind of offering and this kind of space. So I feel, yeah, honored to 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 do it and to be part of it. And I guess, like, again, being more offline, I'm like, I have to, yeah, it's like inviting me to connect deeper to our land. And um, oh, I'm just like beautiful friends in my life have been gifting all these medicine plants like just people like keep coming over and like bringing these like really incredibly like medicinal plants that never even heard of some of them are super rare and just like trying to take in so much I've not always been really a plant person like I've been more on the dream ethereal like ideas creativity realm and I love nature and I love um, being with it and working with it, but not, I haven't been really a gardener, but I've, through this quarantine, have been like more and more connecting to gardening and working with the plants on our land and just, oh, it's been beautiful because it's like, I, it's like going deeper and deeper and it feels like now is actually the right timing, like it wasn't any moment before and in fact, I mean, I've been in relationship with all these plants, like in the energetic realms and the dream realms for a long time like I've had wild dreams where I'm like in conversation for example with a tobacco plant and I like I don't I haven't been like smoking tobacco in a long time apart from you know when it gets shared in ceremony but I suddenly was like okay I meant to understand t the tobacco plant and um then I I realized like our friend um in his farm has like tobacco plants and so I was like okay interesting and so I began a sort of journey with the tobacco plant and now yeah all these other plants are coming into my orbit and my sphere and also been thinking a lot about like really loving you know in the past having really loved um using like sage or um I love copal or in, you know many different kinds of woods and incenses and always experimenting and we actually discovered a, a local sage here and in our old rental house we had a big bush and we would start drying bundles and they were amazing um to burn and it felt so much better to burn you know rather than buying something from a store it felt so much better to you know have it growing abundantly and then being able to harvest it and like dry it out and be in that process um but since moving, I was like, okay, we haven't got that right now. I need to plant that for sure. Um, so I'm calling that in. And then I just realized, well, I just learned that a friend um, has a copal tree and you just take the resin from the copal. And that's like what we know as copal incense. I was like, wow, I'm so excited to, to grow that and ha start having copal resin. And... Um, excited to explore what else could be used to um, to burn and to smudge with, you know, sacred plants, sacred herbs, and also what to drink with teas. And uh, I just feel like I'm learning so much about the sort of energetic properties, the healing properties, just different ways to work with plants in like, again, I feel like my apprenticeship has been all about the energetics and the spiritual journey and so now I'm coming more and more into the physical and it's all 
connecting like I've shared previously like I've been in conversation with ayahuasca for a long time and now I feel she's coming to me like I'm being gifted the vine and or the other components that you know you'd make the ayahuasca brew with and it's just fascinating I'm like wow what an honor to have her on my land and and many other again many other medicinal plants so yeah, I'm excited. And I've always had this vision and dream, um, which I share also with my husband because he is totally into it as well, like this kind of apothecary and just getting into drying herbs. We like made bundles with all of our moringa, which is like so abundant here um, and drying that out. And oh, it's just, yeah, really enjoying this time. And so I'm just like, okay, the gifts of this redirection right I would never have chosen quarantine or this kind of world. I don't think any of us would right this world shut down but the the gifts of just like they keep coming and I keep receiving and I'm just like wow I'm so grateful for this time of slowing down and the redirect right the universe like shifting us into a new direction and it can feel uncomfortable we can feel resistance we can feel fear but the, sometimes it's, I mean, I think always it's trying to push us somewhere better if only we could know. And now it's like, I feel like really the world is waking up and I really hope we <laughs> we all are um, going to turn the tides, you know, for the environment, the destruction, the deforestation, all the thing, intense things are happening, um, the incredible amount of like, you know, extinctions happening all the time um, of all our sort of animals and plant life well like we have a t chance to really turn things around and really reimagine again how we like to live what do we really care about sometimes when things get taken away from us we realize it wasn't that big a deal like i was again still reading daughters of mother earth which is this beautiful collection of essays from um different native indigenous uh, women from Tiddle Island, now called North America um, and Canada. Um, but it's so like beautiful to learn about, you know, their history and their traditions through their their voice and their lens. Um, but I was like reading this one passage and I think it was Lee Maracle, her her essay. I'll find it below and link it. Um, I'll find the note, even though it was all saved on my laptop and now I don't have access to it, so I'll do my best. Um, but she shares about how um, they never ate for taste. You don't just decide, oh, I feel like this. You ate what was of the land and in community you ate in balance and you ate everything was nourishing, everything was healthy. You never took more than you needed. It was just like this you know, beautiful relationship and respect of food. And she was just saying the, it was just such an interesting, because it was making me really think. It was like, wow, like um, just they see so clearly through their worldview that like the anxiety that comes through from too much choice, the um, frustrations, the, the lack of health that can happen by just focusing on taste and not on, uh, right nourishment or balance and um, just saying that this is a huge like um, it's taken a huge thing away from their way of life and their people and but this was women's sort of dominion like taking care of the food and the land and this was like you know deeply honored and respected and 
you ate what they what they made and it was always a gift and it was again this like just honoring and um just how far away we've come from that right and we just as a modern society i mean i definitely grew up with you know around people and with this mentality myself of like what's life without being able to eat what you want and do what you want and all those things and you know this is very much the mentality of like yeah i'm just gonna get drunk go party go you know do all this stuff because you only live once and um life is short i'm just gonna enjoy it right <laughs> i still remember when i went to a yoga ashram for a month and just met women my age who didn't drink and i was like what <laughs> what do you do like in the UK, it's so normal. I was like, you know, getting very drunk at age 14. Like, uh, it's so part of the culture. And I just couldn't imagine what you did as a social life without drinking. And it felt like this, this is the only way you have fun, right? Um, and then trying it out for size, like being so well, like, it's kind of weird now that you feel like you could only have fun by being drunk. Like, that seems more strange now and um just as interesting you you think like by having access to everything and doing whatever you want and going after the things that are immediately um you know tasty or exciting or whatever you feel like you're fulfilled like oh i could just have sex with whoever i want i could just eat with whatever i want and i could just you know again do whatever i want and the interesting thing is <laughs> You don't realize actually how much that's blocking you from deeper fulfillment, deeper pleasure, deeper joy, like, you know, actually connecting to someone sexually in a deeper way, like journeying into um, different realms of pleasure, like within yourself and with another. And then the same with food. Like I remember the more and more um, I got into meditation and just deeper, like, like ceremony, I was just beginning to experiment with fasting and just um, began eating then also very simply like what would it be just to eat like a sweet potato and not have a bunch of different like sauces and and condiments and just like uh, herbs and maybe like a little bit of salt but like just enjoying like the food in its like entirety and like incredible journey of in experiencing the subtleties of life. And I think this is also you know, what I realized I shared, I think previously in one of the orgasm or sexuality episodes that I did, but it was my journey of understanding like, wow, I feel like the vibrator, it's also that like quick pleasure, right? Like the um, wind bam, boom, like <laughs> I've got my orgasm. And I realized more and more like, whoa <laughs> when you don't use a vibrator you can connect to so many different realms and subtleties and layers of pleasure and the vibrator just overrides that and i think this is just again so symbolic for all things um so yeah interesting reading that and it just kind of jolted me awake again like yeah how can i come back into simple it's like people you know part of the minimalist movement of realizing the amount of more joy you have of having less and that's also right it's like disorientating we're just used to having a lot of stuff like buying um fast fashion buying you know new furniture new things da 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 da, da. 
and then like very quickly we're not realizing how unfulfilled we are and then letting it all go the liberation the freedom like you're able to do more think more create more um be more yourself be more connected so it's like yeah all of these opposites of what we maybe immediately you know go to like actually trying um you know to to strip things back and actually guide us into just deeper realms of fulfillment and pleasure and bliss and so it's all you know worthwhile it's not like this heavy um i have to force myself into restraining myself and uh living in lack and all those things no it's like actually the opposite it's like gives you more and i've experienced it like when i became plant-based vegan i was like it just opened up a whole other world of eating you know at first i was like what would you what would i eat all the time if i wasn't eating meat dairy or fish and then again just this world of discovery opened up and then recently you know i shared a friend had shared that she her jaw stopped like she stopped feeling any tension um in her jaw by going gluten-free so i was like okay i'm gonna go try it you know i've had many friends who've been gluten-free over the years and i like went i was gluten-free for a while just just kind of happened um uh, i think for about a year and then i realized like i don't think it's really in like impacting me in a negative way if i just eat small amounts every now and again um just not my my main diet but anyway recently just decided to to stop and come away from it and um interesting again because as soon as I was like okay i'm not going to eat some of the things we got used to eating um which is you know gluten based but i it just suddenly opened me up to being more creative again and thinking of all the other things i could eat and so yeah again it's like this interesting interesting journey and it's why we can't compare uh, you know a fulfilled happy joyful life i mean you can you can kind of feel it energetically or you can tell but like you can't tell from what we see as success or material things or you know we it's, we still fall into those traps of like wanting things right that other people have and the more you release it and let it go and just come into this sweet space of surrender and just really enjoying the things that you do have the people you have in your life all the things it just starts to open up more and just yeah life 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 is going to take us in all these interesting ways i feel like my mentality is always being like okay this thing happens i want now what do i do next and so again in that space right now very interested this next part of the journey what will unfold i will of course share with you here um i've been calling a lot of things in to like bring saucy gathering to the next level to begin you know having a team and having it like an income like really just starting to build solid foundations and and many other things in my life just um shape-shifting transforming at this time so grateful to share with you here i'm also grateful to take time off social media because it felt just like a lot of noise it's been a bit full on you know these last few months and i've felt very energized i felt very connected felt very purposeful for sharing but now i was like okay it feels good to step away 
And also, I think, be very intentional now with my work in terms of the laptop time I do get with my husband's laptop and just um, being creative and connected and focused with all the things. But we'll see how this journey unfolds. And once again, I'm sending so much love to wherever you are in the world. I hope you're able to navigate whatever shows up in your life at this time. I know things are not easy for anyone really I mean no I won't say that because I'm sure some people are really thriving at this time and that's awesome and we should also not you know um all have to suffer but at the same time we all go through ups and downs at different times but um if you are meeting struggles and definitely tuning into the news and the media and just wow all the stuff that's going on it feels always very intense uh, a lot of fear is kind of, I feel like it's come into this community for the first time um, since this whole quarantine because we've had, you know, the first reported cases or t cases testing positive, even though no one seems to have the symptoms of the virus, but they've been testing positive. So, you know, they've also just brought testing for the first time. So, of course, now there are some tests becoming positive, but... Um, anyway, it's just created a different energy in this community. Like people are way more, um, I don't know, on edge, less relaxed, like, you know, wearing the masks, being just very, um, yeah, I think it's bringing up a lot of people's stuff to the surface, a lot of fears and, and probably unresolved personal stuff, you know, all the things that we can be faced with, with a potential life-threatening um, disease even though um, it maybe is truly only life-threatening for those who are already sick or vulnerable or elderly already but still it's bringing up uh, a lot of things to the surface so I know I'm also just grateful at this time to be in a cocoon and not really leave our land or the house and um, again be less online now it feels really good so um i will keep going with this podcast as long as it flows and it feels otherwise um i may also take a break i don't know we'll see how things go it feels nice to be able to share with you and once again i love hearing from you if you want a message maybe um contact by email at this time would be the best way to reach me because i'll still be checking email um but yeah, again, sending you love and wishing you well. If there's any topics you want me to go into deeper, please always let me know. I love hearing back from you and just being in this conversation, this journey together.